The Detroit Pistons got brand new city jerseys. Do we like them? Do we not? We'll talk about that, and we'll preview today's game against the Milwaukee Bucks all on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. Make sure, actually, go do something for me. If you're listening to this on YouTube, let me know down below if Locked On Pistons is your first listen of every single day. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, go check it out. Oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to cut this out. I actually think this is kind of funny. Um, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you guys will see that I just reacted pretty – I was pretty scared just now. Um, if you guys are listening on the podcast, you guys obviously heard my voice just now. Freak out. There is a spider right behind my camera, and I thought he wasn't going to move. I was just going to leave him alone. But he just revealed to me that he can jump. And he just jumped from the camera to the ground where I don't know where he is. Um, yeah. But we're going to continue this episode. Anyways, let me know if you guys are making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're not cutting that out. I actually think that was pretty funny. Uh, but I am kind of terrified right now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Oh, by the way, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your crow ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. So on today's podcast, I'm sorry to delay you guys a little bit with that but um on today's podcast we're going to talk about the pistons new city jerseys do i like them do i not like them what are some of my favorite new city jerseys across the nba make sure you guys let me know what your guys's favorites are across the nba not just the pistons and then we'll also preview the game against the milwaukee bucks today and then we'll also talk about some needed improvements and we'll talk a little bit about the pistons offense i know i sound like a broken record we're talking about the pistons offense a lot but, you know, when it's that much of a struggle, there's a lot of things that you need to cover on that end. So we'll talk about all that today. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the Pistons or the Pistons City jerseys and then also some of the jerseys across the NBA. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to share my screen and show you guys all the jerseys. Let me move this out the way for you guys. I'm going to show you all the jerseys across the NBA. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I advise you guys to go check out, pull up a picture of all the jerseys across the NBA. So first... Obviously, let's talk about the Pistons' new city jersey. So, if you guys have been listening to the podcast and follow me for a minute, you guys will know that I've been absolutely begging the Pistons to please, 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 please just bring the red back. I've been asking for red jerseys to return to the Pistons for the longest. Growing up, my favorite jerseys of all time, I'll always remember who it was to my favorite jersey on the same on the specific player. I remember growing up seeing Chauncey Billups with the number one all red away jerseys that they used to wear. And that was, that was by far my favorite jerseys. When I used to play 2K, when I would play NBA Live before 2K took over, my go-to jerseys were those alternate red jerseys. Then they just stopped wearing them. I don't remember when they stopped wearing them. I don't know why they just stopped wearing them. But those were by far my favorite jerseys. And I feel like that was everyone else's uh, – I feel like it was pretty high in everybody else's jerseys as well. Uh, but, yeah, that was, those were my favorite jerseys. And I'm really happy to see that they brought back red in these jerseys. Now, let's talk about some of the other things. I absolutely 100% love the fact, and you can't see it if you're watching this on YouTube, you won't see the shorts, so only showing the jerseys. And I hope all you guys listening on the podcast, you guys go look up the shorts uh, as well with the jersey. Not just the jerseys, but make sure you check out the shorts. I absolutely love that on the waistband on the shorts, 
you got the the old Pistons horse on it. Absolutely love it. Just perfect. That 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 right there, a perfect addition. That I, hey, I I love it. That's probably one of my favorite parts. Well, another one of my favorite parts, the fact that it got 89, 90 in 2004 on the bottom right hand, uh, the bottom left hand actually side of the jersey. Absolutely love that as well. Again, I'm going to point out again that the fact that the jersey is majority red. Absolutely love it. I love that it says Detroit across the top instead of like, you know, the way they were trying to do this Motor City with the blue, like all that stuff. I, I, I No, cut that out. Just have Detroit across it. I like that. Um, you know, I, I like the sides on the jerseys. I thought the sides on the jerseys look really cool as well. However, the only thing I do not like, and my fiance also felt this way, and I did not think that a lot of you guys were also going to feel this way because I tweeted it out. I thought I was going to get some backlash, but it seems like that some of you guys uh, agree with me. So let me know if you guys agree with me about this after you hear it. But the the, the bolts on the shorts, I, I get that they're kind of like a throwback to, what was it, the 80s, the the 80s teams, the 90s teams, whatever, early 90s, late 80s, or around there. Um, I know it's a throwback to that, and I know that like I, I – the, the PR team sent out a statement to everybody, to the media members, and I received it, you know, that the jerseys, the point of the jerseys was like to throw back to all the Pistons tradition as well as move, trying to move forward, which I thought they did a good job of. Uh, but the, the addition of the bolts, while I understand it, I don't think it's the, the best look. That's my one problem with the jerseys. Uh, but all in all, absolutely love them. I believe I saw, and I'm almost 100% sure that we're going to be seeing these jerseys on Friday's game which I can't wait for. It's a home game. I'm going to be going to that game. Hopefully that I'm almost 99% sure that I'm going to that game. Oh my God, the spider has reappeared. He is ru- running up the wall. I'm going to leave him alone. I'm not going to like, I hate spiders. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be at that game, hopefully. And if you guys are there at that game, let me know. I'll see if I can meet up with one of some of you guys and, you know, talk some Pistons with you guys. Um, but before we move on, let's go ahead and talk about some of my other favorite jerseys. The spider is still moving. Oh my God, I'm really scared. Um, my, another one of the, my favorite jerseys across the NBA with the city jerseys, the Atlanta Hawks jersey, this yellow with the Hawks across it. I think those look absolutely dope. Absolutely love them. I, it's one of my favorite ones here. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely one of them. I honestly, part of me likes the Chicago jerseys. I like how they have the, the, the font with the Chicago jerseys. I don't know if other people like them, but I personally think it looks pretty cool. Um, I also like the OVO jersey with the Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm a big Drake fan, so I guess that may have something to do with it, but the OVO, like, coloring etc uh, I, I really like those jerseys uh the magic jerseys i know some people i've seen that a lot of people don't really like the fact that the magic have that orange uh these these orange alternate jerseys i like it i think they look pretty cool i really like the orange with it uh, so i like those as well and then also i think my next favorite uh would be i end it right here or i believe this is okc's jerseys they look like la clippers jerseys that they kind of have doesn't the clippers have the all white with the lac on them uh, but, yeah, the, the OKC Thunder have all-white ones. I really think those are dope. I think they're clean as hell. Uh, so those are my favorite ones. But, definitely, I think the Pistons one definitely is one of the, the best ones. I really like the Pistons one. They gave us the all-red. We really wanted the all-red. I love it. I, I'm really happy that they finally gave it to us. So let me know what you guys think about the jerseys. Let me know some of you guys' favorite jerseys across the league. Um, but, yeah, those are my feelings on the jerseys. Let me know what you guys think about them. But when we come back, we're going to preview the tomorrow's game against the Milwaukee excuse me, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, there's some players sitting out tomorrow's game on the Milwaukee Bucks side, such as Chris Middleton. And we'll talk about some things that we want to see in that game. I don't think anyone really expects them, the Pistons to win. But we'll talk about some of the things we want to see in that game, some things we want to see improved. And then later on in the podcast, we'll talk about 
a specific area of the offensive side of the ball that I really wish the Pistons would try to take advantage of a little bit more. So first, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, one of our newer sponsors, Price Picks. All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only requiring a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users, users that deposit and use your promo code will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use our promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks even allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really just that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well, so don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So um, you guys aren't going to notice, notice this, hopefully, because I hope I edit this correctly. But between this first segment and the second segment, I had three spiders end up crawling right in front of me on my wall and one above me. And we had to stop the recording and... It shook me up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was able to push through it. I had to pause. I had to, I had to end all that before we kept going because I just wasn't, it wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen, y'all. It just wasn't going to happen. But anyways, let's get right back into it. Let's, let's try to push past that. Um, I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. And uh, we are going to preview tonight's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Pistons, after having a back-to-back losing to the, uh, to the Brooklyn Nets, on Sunday, Halloween, getting blown out. They did get their first win in Kay Cunningham's first game against the Orlando Magic on Saturday. Uh, and speaking of Kay Cunningham, he does not appear to be on the injury report for this game today. So that is good. That's going to be one of the, obviously, the main reasons why people are going to tune in to watch. So hopefully Kay Cunningham is able to improve upon his last game. He didn't shoot very well from the floor. He shot 108 from the floor. Uh, he did show off some nice passing. Uh, he found open guys. Guys just weren't hitting shots. Uh, and that seems to be the story of this year. Uh, guys just aren't hitting open shots. It, it really is. It, it, it's been really tough to watch it happen over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah, Kate, I thought outside of shooting, he played pretty well. I'm sure tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks, he's going to want to get back on track as far as it goes, you know, shooting wise and making shots. Uh, I'm sure he would like to get that. But I'd also continue, like to get, see him continue to show us the, the passing that we saw in the first game, even if the shot's struggling, continue to show why. You're this overall great prospect that you were coming into the NBA draft, which I feel like he did in the first game. So I feel like that's something obviously everyone's going to be watching for tonight against Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Milwaukee's obviously the defending champions, and they got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Even without Chris Milton, they're going to be a pretty damn good defensive team. And so it, it may be really tough on, on Cade. It's, it's tough on a lot of players, veterans, three-year vets, four-year vets, stars. Some people, everyone struggles against the Milwaukee Bucks at some point. Uh, so, you know, it could be a lot asking of, of Cade to come out and really have a great game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but I, I think we're it, it's something that obviously he's up for, and we'll see how it goes. That's what I'm going to be watching for. And next, another thing that I'm going to be watching for in tonight's game, um, and, you know, we've talked about this multiple times, and, you know, I'm sure you guys are probably sick of hearing about it, but we have to keep talking about it, man, because it's, it's really bad. So the Pistons' three-point shooting, 
It's just awful. It's it's been really bad, and it's been the core reason to why they're really struggling. I feel like offensively, and it's also I feel like the core reason to why they're starting to see their numbers defensively go go down across the board. So if you remember through the first few games, they were in the top ten defensively. They now have found themselves sinking all the way down to. Give me just one moment. I had it pulled up. Now it's gone. Okay, here it is. The Pistons are now falling to 18th in defensive rating, which isn't awful. Definitely the Brooklyn Nets game definitely hurt that a lot. So I wonder what it would be without the Brooklyn Nets game. But either way, um, the the three-point shooting is really hurting them offensively and defensively because it's leading to long rebounds. And three-point misses are the easiest ways or is the easiest opportunity outside of turnovers to really, to really turn opportunities uh, for the opposing team to get out in transition, get easy buckets on you. So the Pistons, like we talked about for the first few games, were really turned the ball over a ton. So add on to the fact that they're missing threes, wide open threes, that's leading to easy transition buckets for the other team. And obviously that's really hurting their defensive numbers as well. Uh, but just sticking to the offense, like at some point, I think we're going to need to see the Pistons' good shooters actually look like good shooters. Um, we can only sit here and talk about how they're good shooters for so long. It's been six games, and they still aren't really getting on track. It's kind of it, it's shocking to see. Um, but, for example, Sadiq Bey, their best three-point shooter last season, he's shooting 31% this year on 6.3 attempts. That's not good at all. That's awful. Uh, you got Jeremy Grant, who's shooting 25% on three-pointers <laughs> three on 4.8 attempts. That's awful. Frank Jackson, another one of their best shooters from last year, near 40%. Was at is shooting twenty one percent from deep on four attempts a game. Like it's just it's it's awful across the board. Uh, Josh Jackson, who's not even a really good three point shooter, is one of their best three point shooters right now, shooting thirty three percent on four attempts a game. Kelly Olynyk, they brought Kelly Olynyk in to improve outside shooting and give added and needing space to the offense. He's shooting just thirty percent on three point eight attempts. You got Corey Joseph shooting twenty eight percent. Killian Hayes also shooting 28%. You got Hamdou Diallo also shooting 28%. And then another person that we talked about in the last episode, Isaiah Stewart, who's only shooting 20%. But the real issue with Isaiah Stewart, he's not even averaging a three-pointer per game. He's averaging 0.83s a game. And we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. We'll talk about it again right now real quick. If Isaiah Stewart is going to continue to be the starting lineup, and I want him to continue to be in the starting lineup, he has to take open jumpers. He's passing up open threes. And I know some of you guys have commented in the YouTube videos. Some of you guys have tweeted at me, you know, he doesn't have to take threes. He can take some mid-ranges. The point is, is that that's not the point, whether he needs to shorten his, his range up to a mid-range to shoot those. He simply needs to take open shots or defenses are not going to respect him. There's been too many times this year where he's popped and the team has hit him and he just has completely ignored shooting it. That's hurting the offense. Um, so just as bad as Sadiq Bay shooting 31% or Frank Jackson shooting 20% or Corey Joseph 28%, Killian Hayes 28%, Kelly Olynyk 30%. Just as bad as those guys are hurting them by shooting that poorly, Isaiah Stewart's also hurting them by just simply not taking the threes because now the big men's not respecting them. So the overall three-point game for the Pistons has to get better. It's going to continue to be a talking point on this podcast until they actually do improve it uh, because we're waiting. We're waiting for it to happen. Uh, it, it honestly is extremely shocking. I like it's 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 honestly mind blowing to see how many good shooters the Pistons have from last year and their careers struggle this badly. Like Frank Jackson shooting twenty percent, that's insane. Jeremy Grant twenty five percent. Like bro, 
these are really good shooters throughout their entire careers that are just like really having a bad first six games, like awful first six games. Kelly Olenek too, historically a good shooter. It says it's it's it, the Pistons just aren't don't have luck on their side right now. So is what it is. Hopefully we get to see the offensive three point. The actually not even offensive issue. I like to just see three pointers go up. I like to see them shoot better on threes. If they still only score like you know maybe ninety eight points or something, don't break a hundred. Whatever, but if they shoot somewhere at least 35% from three, at least are respectable, and some of their shooters get into rhythm, this will be a win for me because I don't think the Pistons are going to win tonight. No one thinks the Pistons are going to win tonight. But if they can get some of their shooters back on track, I think that's what they really need to be able to compete in some of these games because until that happens, they're going to continue to see a lot of games like the Brooklyn Nets game where they just get blown out by guys who are simply more talented than them. So that's what I'm looking forward to in tonight tonight's game. Um, let me know what you guys think about that, what you guys are looking forward to in tonight's game. Uh, again, I want to apologize for if if I'm going to edit this stuff, the the whole spider part out. But if it is noticeable, I apologize for it. Um, there's only so much I can do about three spiders walking around my house as I'm recording right in front of me. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to handle that dog. It just wasn't going to happen. I, I, I hope you guys understand that. Um, but when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about a specific part of the Pistons offense and the Pistons game that is a continued issue from last year that I had with them and something I really hope they can they try to change as the season goes on. However, before we get into any of that, let me tell you about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you about Shopify. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and company hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. So go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get four access to the Shopify entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. We're back in better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new, updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball's postseason, the World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Like I've told you guys many times before, if you don't want to bet on just sports, they even allow you to bet on things outside of sports, such as reality TV shows, awards. It's crazy. 
all kinds of things you can bet on. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports as well. So make sure you go check out BetOnline. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. This episode today has been a little bit of a struggle. We've had multiple difficulties happen or pop up with spiders. We've had some audio difficulties pop up in the middle of this episode. For some reason, it's just been a tough night, apparently. It's been a tough night. I honestly am going to blame it on the fact that me and my fiance just finished you season three and that ending in the entire season is just a messed up show. And maybe we deserve it. Maybe I deserve the the technical difficulties I'm having tonight with the podcast because I forced I, I went through and watched that show. Maybe I deserve this. But anyways, let's go ahead and actually let me know if you guys watch you, what's your guys' thoughts on it? Because I, I think it's one of the most messed up shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but anyways, let's go ahead and move on and talk about one of these a specific part of the Pistons offense and, and, and game in general that I, I, I've had an issue with since last season and through six games this year, it's not getting any better. And let me just pull this up. Let me see if I can get this up for you, those of you guys who are on YouTube. I can get it up for you guys right now. Uh, let's go ahead and pull up the Pistons synergy numbers, which if you guys do not know what synergy is, synergy is like a multi-game. It's, it's, a, it's a sports tracking uh, what, what's the best way to a tracking stats uh, site does a really good job. It gives you like in-depth stats, not just basic box score stats. It goes in-depth with their statistics. So um, if you guys don't have a synergy account, I advise you guys to go check out the YouTube video for this one. So you guys can have that visual in front of you. Um, but the Pistons, if you're looking at the synergy chart, I'll read it out to you guys as well. In the half court, they are only scoring 0.83 points per possession, which is 29th in the entire NBA. So, I don't think I need to tell you guys this, but that's awful. That's absolutely horrible. Um, they they don't have the creators in the half court, at least until Cade comes back. Uh, he is coming back now. He's, he's playing in today's game like we talked about it. But even just Cade, like we talked about in the last podcast, is not going to be a Band-Aid that covers the entirety of the Pistons' issues. They don't have very many creators in the half court. Not a lot of guys who can create offense for themselves. Not a lot of guys who can create offense for each other. The offensive system itself in the half court is really flawed, in my opinion. Um, even though Sadiq Bey is taking a step forward, he's still not what you would consider actually great at it. He's taking improvements from what he was last year, but not something that's going to lead to you having a top offense like that. So they have a lot of guys who are just experimenting with this, with the way they're playing offensively to add on to the fact that the offensive system, this isn't that great uh, in the half court. They're not that good. It's, it's expected. They're just really bad. Actually, they're the second worst team in the half court, quite honestly, literally. Um, so you think, that for a team like that who can't score in the half court, who is struggling to score in the half court, who is really young as well, by the way, how is a way to try keep up and get easy buckets? How is a way, to, you know, if we're slowing the game down and playing the half court, we're not playing well, what's another way that we can try pouncing opportunities and try to win games and maybe steal some games or just stay competitive? The first thing that everyone's going to answer with is transition opportunities. Play faster, run with the ball. You know, you have a bunch of young guys. And this is where I feel like before we even get to the numbers, people don't understand. There's been a few times where I bring this up and I've had people say, well, cool. The Pistons don't have these great athletic athletes that are just, you know, going to just yam on guys or run, you know, a 40-yard dash in like 4.3 seconds and get up and down the court that fast and just beat these guys. Like they're not gonna, They don't have the personnel for that. That is not just what transition is about. Scoring in transition, you guys, if you guys listen to the podcast throughout the summer, you guys will know that Sadiq Bey was in somewhere the 90th percentile in transition opportunities. He's not beating guys up the floor, floor with his speed. He's not beating guys going court to court 
finishing around the rim. He was doing a great job of running wing to wing, finding open spots, uh, trailing his the ball handler and finding his spots and getting open. That's another part of transition. It opens up easy looks from beyond the arc when you get the defense that's get the attack the defense, I should say, when it's scrambling. It's not just about being more slick than the other guys. It's simply about playing faster before the defense can get set. That can really help a young team. And if you look at this chart, the Pistons are currently 22nd in the entire NBA in transition. You want to know something else that makes this even worse is that if you look at where the Pistons rank in total possessions in transition opportunities, it gets even worse. The Pistons are 29th in the entire NBA in transition possessions. That means they are, <laughs> they literally are playing the second slowest, basically. Not, not actually, you know what? That's not the case. Let me not say second slowest. They are just not running in transition. They just aren't. They're not taking advantage of those kind of opportunities. They're not trying to get out in transition. So I went through and I looked at it. Why are they doing this? Is it because of, you know, they're not able to get stops? Is it because they rank 29, uh, dead last in defensive rebounding? Well, nope, that's not the case because they rank ninth in the NBA in defensive rebounding percentage. And they also are forcing a ton of turnovers per game as well. I believe they're sixth in the NBA. So it's not any of that. So why are they still so low in transition possessions? And I'll take this off the screen for now. We'll go back to showing my beautiful face. Uh, why is it the fact that they are still struggling to get out in transition? Well, if you look at the Pistons' pace, it seems like this is simply something the Pistons are deciding to do, and it's part of the, the team's strategy. They want to play slower. The Pistons right now rank 24th in the entire NBA in pace. Okay, They're playing extremely slow. So they're forcing turnovers. They're not grabbing that many rebounds, but they also are grabbing a decent a percentage of the defensive rebounds available to them. So it's not the fact that they can't get stopped or they're not grabbing defensive rebounds. It's not any of that. It's simply, it seems like from a scheme perspective that they want to play slower. And for me, that makes absolutely no sense. I don't get it. It's never made sense to me. They need to run. They need to play faster because they're not going to be successful in the half court, I don't believe, at all. So if they want to have any kind of success offensively, there's two things, obviously. We talked about in the last segment. They need to shoot better from beyond the arc. And also, they just need to play faster. They're younger. They're, these, these are not old guys. These are not the, the Pistons from the last few years where they have, you know, the the the, the corpse of Blake Griffin running up and down the court and the the injured, the, the one-legged Reggie Jackson running up. Like, it's, they have a bunch of young guys. This is like the third or fourth youngest team in the NBA. No one's saying you have to try, again, fat, beat guys up and down the court and just beat them with athleticism. That's not what transition is. It's simply pushing the pace off a defensive rebound or pushing the pace off an inbound to so try to get attack a defense when they're scrambling and not completely set. So I don't get why the Pistons wouldn't want to take advantage of that because they currently are awful in the half court, and I don't see that improving. Uh, so that's basically all I've got for you guys today. I hope that uh, you know we start to see that change a little bit. They, we start to see them play a little bit faster. Let me know what you guys think about that in the comment section down below and the reviews down below, or you can let me know on Twitter at Kooky Hill. But, yeah, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening. Today's episode was all over the place. We Again, like I said, we had so many different issues happen in just this little 45 minutes of me recording. We had spiders crawling around trying to jump on me. We had technical issues. We had my Wi-Fi go out at one point, so now it's just – it's been a tough night, but I hope I'm able to edit this all together and make it look and sound as good as possible for you guys. Um, but we'll be back on Wednesday's podcast to review what happens in tonight's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Hopefully, Cade has a great game. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy the game as well. So until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight.